Welcome to Unlocking Moves, where we're going to cover the key decision points and pivotal moments that really change the trajectory of successful entrepreneurs and leaders. When I want to hear their real life stories, not just the glory stories, but also the gory stories, because as I like to say, the bigger the shit show, the bigger the lesson. here with my good friend, Craig Wiley, a special episode of Unlocking Moves. Craig is in from Spokane, Washington. We've known each other for 10, 12 plus years. I've only met in person once, but all through the COVID pandemic, I feel like I know you like a brother, Craig. Man, welcome. Oh, so excited to be here on Unlocking Moves. And uh, I think that's what we've been trying to be doing for our executive friends for a long time, unlocking those moves. I love it. I love it. Craig's in town in Austin to uh, conduct some uh, some community-related dinners, uh, helping CEOs foster uh, networking and connection and a great, rich dialogue of discussion. Let's talk a little bit about that. What's the importance of community in today's day and age, Craig? Yeah, I mean, I think community looks different at different levels in businesses, but you know, for the CEO C-suite, like community is is really everything. And and we know from our work across executives that they really lack a sense of community. There's not a lot of peers inside their organizations that they can really have difficult conversations with. And so we spend a lot of time and energy bringing CEOs and executives together to have the real conversations that are going to really shape how they lean into their businesses and change what's next for their company and the people that they lead. So if you are a C-level person, it is hard to have people that you can commiserate with, to celebrate with at your organization, especially if you're an entrepreneur. So look for a community of peers that you can have that discussion with, the, the rich dialogue that we were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, those dialogues are the pieces that create awareness. And it might only be one takeaway, but if that one takeaway changes your executive cadence, that could have a ripple impact that uh, you can't even imagine. So, Craig, if I don't have a group of, uh, of 20 CEOs that I can go to to set up a dinner, I don't have Transcend or Hire Better putting together these dinners, what can I do? There's professional organizations out there for a peer-to-peer network learning? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, there's there's the standard organizations that you and I work within, you know, EO, YPO, uh, things along those lines. But I think there's also this, this craving of community with executives, like reaching out against people who are non-competitors, but uh, strategic partners to your business. Reach out to those executives start building connections uh, executives are loving getting back in person together over lunches and breakfasts and dinners. We've been traveling around for the last five months, connecting with different executive groups around the United States. And people are always saying the, the same thing right now, like, oh, it feels so good to be back surrounded by people who get me. And so you're going to have to create that if you don't have it. Um, but it is some, it's the one thing you can do to make sure that you're keeping your mind wide and, and you're keeping your focus strong. If you're an entrepreneur or a leader, find a group of peers that you can have real in-depth discussions with about your business, about your life. It just helps you with the mental health. It helps you with your community. It helps with everything to become a, a better leader. Well, and, and the thing is, is uh, we know right now executives are really struggling. Uh, one of our dinner conversations was around the statistics around you know, 70, 80, 90 percent of executives struggling from a mental health piece, from burnout. Uh, also thinking about like, I have to reinvent my role if I want to continue to do this. What we're saying is, uh, yes, reinvent your role, because if you use old practices in today's dynamic markets, uh, it's it's going to wear it takes some wear and tear. 
And getting out and hearing what others are doing is like the first step in reevaluating, like, are you on track? Mm. And so what you're talking about, that will have a ripple effect across all aspects of your life. If you're just joining us on Unlocking Moves, today's episode is brought to you as usual by Hire Better, the strategic talent partner for growth-minded entrepreneurs everywhere. So if if you would, uh, one of the things I found powerful about last night was when somebody said, we're spending so much uh, time and attention on our zero to five. I think you said it today, actually. We're spending a lot of time on the mental health of our team. What about the mental health of our executive team? The executive unit is the catalyst for the future of the enterprise. Yet most organizations do not have defined executive development and executive enrichment uh, programs uh, or processes in place. So the initial investments are going to be around securing the talent that are operating in the business at the level of execution around the consumer, which is fantastic. But we are in an age now where executives need to reinvent themselves and their practices at staggering rates. And that doesn't happen in isolation. And that doesn't happen just leading the day-to-day needs of the business. That happens by immersing yourself into new techniques and practices uh, and learning about what's on the horizon so you can begin to implement that in your organization. That learning is actually what starts to create rejuvenation. Mm. That's the thing that unlocks like new potential that gets people leaning in and thinking like this is doable and I can have an impact versus, you know, continuing to struggle to meet the needs of today's business with old executive practices. So if you're a CEO out there, you're probably putting a lot of time and attention into your team, making sure that their mental health is there and that they're able to respond and and, um, rejuvenate. Make sure you focus time and attention on your executive team as well, because they are screaming for help. They are overworked and they're at risk of burnout. 100%. Like if as a CEO, if you want to unlock the business, unlock your executive team. Craig, at our CEO dinner last night in Austin, we uh, spoke a lot about our challenges and our opportunities for 23. And the biggest one that jumped out at me is a hyper focus on customers or clients, as opposed to what are we, tr- what are we selling? What do we think people want? The focus should be on what do people really want or really need? Talk to me about that. Yeah. I, I, especially in this market dynamic, right? Anytime, you know, cash is hard to come by. Consumers are changing their buying behaviors. Uh, you know, we as organizational leaders have to get really cued into the consumer experience and how that evolves with the economy as well. So what worked in the sales process for our teams and what felt like great service for our consumers when everything was booming is not going to be the things that they're looking for. Now they're going to be looking for service reimagined uh, and they're going to be looking for impact reimagined. And so your teams have to be really getting into uh, the, the hearts and the minds of who they're really trying to serve and say, like, how do we be agile and position our business to deliver that? So it's it's reimagining how you bring your service to market. But I think it's also the type of value that you the target value that you're going to add. So what worked in 2019 may not work in 2023 and reimagine our business. Absolutely. You know, what? one of the things I want to talk about is having having the courage to invest in your business when the business might be struggling kind of with its current dynamics. And we've been in some scenarios with our clients where, you know, they're making strategic place bets on the future of the organization. And then as they see, you know, trouble on the horizon, you know, they're pulling down the sales. 
sometimes pulling down the sales way before there's evidence that there's actually going to be a, a change in current. And one of the things that we think are, is really going to separate the businesses that thrive outside of this market dynamic two, three years from now it are, is going to be, did they continue to leverage key investments in the organization? Now, you might not invest the same way across the entire organization, but as a leadership team, you should be narrowing down and saying, these are the things that are truly going to matter. And, and we're going to sacrifice at all costs to keep this innovation going. Because if we slow this now to start it back up, we're going to miss the upswing opportunity uh, at the at the end of this market mm-hmm. dynamic. And I think that's that's a courageous thing for leaders. Um, and I think they're forced to make a lot of difficult decisions and get challenged around this. But uh, we really assert that we want leaders who are focused on on the horizon of the business as much as they're focused on the day-to-day real-time strategy needs of the business. I love it. So basically you're zigging when other people are zagging. Yes. And I think that's when you can differentiate and gain competitive advantage. Um, and it might mean, you know, you have to take capital at a different rate than what you used to have to take capital for. But you got to be thinking about what's the game-changing move that that's going to create within your business once things uh, do begin to turn. And that sometimes is worth worth a different financial investment. So, Craig, I forget who said it. One, some famous historian who said, I want to zig when other people are zagging. I want to invest when people are retrenching. I want to go on the offensive when when uh, the, the chips are down. Talk to me a little bit about that in today's environment. Yeah. So uh, let your COO zig and focus <laughs> on narrowing down the scope of the business in today's market. So you're, you're positioned right. But as the CEO zag and make sure that you're keeping the organization focused on the horizon uh, and where the the needs of the investments uh, that will drive the best outcomes down the road. So while the team is operating, continue to have a strategic focus so you, you are able to uh, to make hay while the sun shines, so to speak. Yeah, and keep your team inspired. So while, you're, while you might be right-sizing organizations, the people that are there know the bigger picture that they're working towards once you get through this season of the business. So Craig Wiley, we're sitting here in Q2 of 23. You came to Austin to come uh, build community with Transcend and Hire Better and many CEOs around the uh, around the city. One of the things that's uh, on the top of people's mind is talent. How do I access great talent? How do I keep great talent? How do I motivate and align great talent? Talk to me about what you're seeing in that space and why talent is so important. That's a great question. I think one of the things that we're seeing with talent right now is uh, organizations are really focused on where they are getting the most attrition gaps in their in their organization and how do they fill those gaps. At the zero to five, it's really about how to integrate these people into your community, uh, in your business and your business strategy in a really meaningful way to where they recognize they're working in a special place. And then if you're getting gaps at that 10 to 15 year range, it's it's really about employee track, employment track, and thinking about how you develop leaders and engage them and empower them to have more uh, impact in larger range decisions. And so we're starting to see people really start to get tactical at different gaps that they're experiencing. Uh, And I think that's going to be something that continues. The only thing I would add is make sure you don't forget your executive team and all that because we can become so hyper-focused on our team that our executive team who is facing potential massive burnout is at risk. So take care of your folks. Absolutely. So, hey, Kurt, have you ever felt a little burnt out as an executive? Uh, every other day? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a little better. I was I was thinking daily sometimes for me. But the reality is, is uh, the reason we burn out a lot of the time is we're focused on things that are really out of our influence or control. 
And when we start working with executives, whether it be coaching or helping them build strategy in their organizations, the first thing we're talking about is we want them and the organization focused on everything that they can influence and control. We want about 80% of their mental energy and their physical energy there. Then if you think of like a second ring, it's just things you influence, but things you don't control. It's okay to give that 20%. Like, let's give it a good try, right? And influence the things that we think are critical to the business and make it happen. But then there's this third ring of things we really can't influence and control that keep us up at night. And we need to get out of that and bring ourselves down into that first center. Mm -hmm. So an exercise that I would love for you to do, and I'd love for the executives listening to this to do, if you want to unlock moves, put your energy at the center, right? The things that you influence and control. Take all the things that are keeping you awake at night, all the things that you're worried about, the things you're trying to achieve, put them on post-it notes and and then start putting them in these, these center rings of influence. Like, do I really 100% influence and control this? Bam. Yes. Right in the center. Is this something I can influence and control? No, I can't influence or control it. That's go, 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 got to go to the outside ring. Mm. Then it's about the discipline of knowing that you got to let that stuff go. But not everything is created equal in an executive mindset. And we have to train ourselves to and our teams to let go of the things that, that we can't influence and control and get to work unlocking moves and the things we can. I love it. I, what I heard there was uh, the song "Let It Go," so I'm going to ask you to sing a few uh, bars from yes. "Let It Go." Let it go, <laughs> let it go. Awesome, thanks, Craig. Yeah. Appreciate that. Craig, college graduation season is upon us, and uh, in the spirit of unlocking moves, what are some key things that college graduates can do now to unlock their potential for their uh, future career? Uh, it's interesting. I was I was talking to a, a client who had a daughter who was just leaving a university. And I called her up and I was having this exact question. You know, she felt like she missed some opportunities uh, to get ahead uh, in the transition out of college. So as you're listening to this, it's like proactivity is everything, meaning you're now in a world where you have to be looking down the road beyond what's been structured for you. So college is about having everything structured for you. Now you got to create your own structure. And so how you reach out to your network, your perseverance in that. It's something that's super important. But uh, one of the things that I was I was discussing uh, with her father and then also with her is in your first job, like what are you really looking for for like that's going to help your career? Uh, one of the things that we assert is like work for great companies that have great leaders. Hmm. Uh, don't necessarily just go choose the best job. I think even as um, as someone who's entering the workforce, you should be asking questions about like, how would you describe how you develop your leaders in this company? And what type of leadership would I experience if I came to work here? What do you guys value? Uh, How do you get the most out of people? Mm. I think those are things that are going to be really important because you're going to work in that ecosystem. You're going to be a part of that. And if you can be surrounded by great leaders, um, your career is going to be accelerated. I'll add this. If you are a college graduate, don't just get a job because mom and dad want you off the payroll. Obviously, you need to you need a job and we want to get you out there. But don't just take the first thing you find that pays you what you, you know, a a fair amount of money. Find something that's going to be foundational for your career, something that's going to set you up and, and be a launching pad for your future career, not just today to get you off of mom and dad's payroll. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll throw one other thing. Different businesses have different work structures now. Like you could be remote work. You could be hybrid where you're like in the office a little bit, or you can be in seat all the time. And I think there is an attraction to this, you know, full remote because like you have complete freedom and things along those lines. 
I really don't believe that the first time entering into career, you, you wrote, you want complete freedom. I think you want mentorship and you want to be in the action. So you get to do the things that matter most. And so I would be looking for employment within either a hybrid work environment or a place where I'm in seat with my colleagues on an ongoing basis, because that's where you're going to get the best career trajectory uh, and the best notoriety for your impact. I think what you said is so true. I will challenge you because you said what they want is you know a real career path or whatever. What they want is to be able to go play video games for half the day and be paid for it because that's what I wanted to do when I was a college graduate. <laughs> if I was virtual only, I would be the most worthless employee ever. And so I needed that structure. I think many of you uh, college grads out there need that structure. You can get away with it in a virtual environment, but man, it's really going to set you up your, uh, for your career if you're going to go get some, some uh, good mentorship and some good learnings along the way. So is this where I tell you that I only play video games at night? Because that's true. I still play video games, but it's outside of office hours. So that, <laughs> that is totally true. I think that's great advice, Kurt. Awesome. Well, I know that if it were up to me, I'd be you know playing video games 24-7. Uh, and so, um, yes. I will say this. One more thing about the college grads. There's an old saying that it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that may or may not be completely true today. It still is important to leverage your connections and continue to build your network of connections because you never know when it might behoove you. And you can also give back to those same connections when they're looking for a job or advice or any, any kind of counsel. So leverage those connections uh, for yourself and for others. I would agree. And I think as technology continues to evolve and AI influences the workforce, uh, people skills are going to be the most important skills that are going to differentiate you. So that networking, building that connection uh, will be the essence. And there was actually a study that said the number one indicator of the success of someone entering the workforce is their capability to collaborate. I love it. Think about that, which is exactly what you're talking about. Like grab that network, hold on to them. Uh, use them to find your what's next. Speaking of collaboration, Craig, it's been awesome to sit here and riff and bullshit with you uh, <laughs> along the way. Thanks for uh, for being my guinea pig on this, uh, this format. And uh, it's been a blast. I'm glad we got to see each other. Absolutely, Kurt. Thank you for allowing us to come share some ideas on how people can unlock some moves. Awesome. And thank you all for joining me on this special segment of Unlock Your Moves. Like and subscribe wherever you consume your podcast. Give us a five-star rating on YouTube. That goes for you too, Craig Wiley. Like and subscribe, baby. <laughs> If you're an entrepreneur and you think you might have outgrown a member of your team, or maybe you've got a mic, as we talked about in Who's Your Mic, check out this quiz at whosyourmic.com slash quiz. That's whosyourmic.com slash quiz.